Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are now listening to Rob and Rat's World of Wonder podcast. So sit back, relax, and prepare your ears as they take you on a journey of all things weird and wonderful. Hello and welcome to the Rob Rat Podcast. We're back again for another week of podcast. Yes, we are. And my name is Rob. And my name is Rats. And we're going to stop singing because it's cringy. It's a musical episode. <laughs> yeah. I hate musicals. Do you like musicals? Do you know, I don't like musicals. No. <laughs> I was just going to stop talking Sometimes, there. Sometimes like, no, you're no. watching a TV show and it's like a TV show you like and they do an episode for some reason they're making a musical episode or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. It always pissed me off a bit. Like, But like, you know, I rented once back when you used to rent DVDs and movies before Netflix and all that. Yeah. I rented Sweeney Todd. Do you know that? Oh, one? yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. I like Tim Burton, right? Yeah. I rented it Johnny not, Depp. Johnny not Depp. knowing it was a musical. Yeah, I've never seen it. Is yeah. it a musical? I yeah. thought it was a good film, right? But I rented it, right? It's like Edward Scissorhands type of thing. Isn't it's it? kind of like he's a serial killer barber or whatever. Yeah, okay. But I can't fully remember it. But I remember renting it, right? And I thought, this is good, right? I was watching yeah. a bit of it. And then he, a song started. And then yeah. another song. And I thought, oh my God, this is a fucking musical. Yeah. I didn't realise. But I wasn't going to go back to the video store. So I kind of stuck it out. And I enjoyed it. Did you? There's I a, did. There's a... Your man, Hugh Jackman, you know, he plays Wolverine and all that. He has some film out. And yeah. I was waiting to see it because I heard it was yeah, good. Yeah. And I, I downloaded it legally. And anyway, I turned it on, put it, started yeah. playing. And it was a feckin' musical. I turned it on. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember it's what it's called. something or I can't Anyway. Anyway, welcome along to the show. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> that, that was a strange intro. Uh, for those of you who've never listened to the <laughs> podcast before. Welcome I, back. I, I'm Rob. This is Rats here, and uh, we uh, we talk a bit of rubbish every so often. And we look, like we talk about strange things and different facts and stuff, and we're yeah. it's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. Do you know what? It's good if you're going to bed and you want to have something to listen to, or if you're in the car. And you want to have something to listen to. And you want to. to have something to listen to. It's or good. if you're at work and you should be working, but you don't want to work and you want something to listen to. If you want to reason. pass the time, yeah. we are here to have a bit of crack. And We're just always to, here talking. Yeah. yeah. So and anyway, you're welcome along to the show. Yeah. Uh, and if you're coming back again, cheers for coming back. You said that already. Did I? <laughs> I'm so used to saying that. It's like what I say. Oh, I'm like a robot. I don't know if you did or not. I'm yeah. Anyway, we've got a, we've got Instagram. Rob Rap Podcast on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. You and find SoundCloud, us. iTunes, just all them places. Just put us, search. Just put us into Google. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Pause it. Do now. Do yeah, now. Stop. Do we'll now. Do now. Do now. No. Anyway, normally we do an old segment called the news. Will we go to that segment? We will after we just say that today's episode is Guinness World Records Part 2. Oh, it is, right? Because the last episode, if you have been listening, fair play. And if you've never listened before, go back and listen to the other one. Because yeah. we were talking about a man whose name is... Ashrida Furman. And we've decided to do a Part 2 of Guinness because we were in, we were talking to Ashrida. And yeah. he, he said he'd love to come on the show. So that's why we yeah. decided so we to said we come back and do it because he's a he's a guy who's the world he's the most Guinness World Records. And we'll be hearing world. from him a bit later. A bit later but on first, on we're gonna go to the news. To the news. Rob and Rats, weird and wonderful news. Hello and welcome to the news. It's the news. It's the news. It's the news of the news. Uh, so, any news? No, no. <laughs> uh, so you may, you may remember, right, uh, ages ago, if you're a long-time listener, first-time caller, uh, that we had... Is uh, this about birds? No, no, oh, no, God. it's not. No, no, <laughs> it's about uh, Storm in Area 51. Oh, yes, yes, Right, because yes. we had Matty Roberts on. There was a Facebook, he was good crack, There was Maddie. a Facebook page created. He's famous now. Yeah, there was a Facebook page called uh, Storm Area 51. Yes, which was an episode we did. And loads, millions of people said they were going to go and do it and go to the... How many book. ended up going, do you know? So this is it, right? Yes. So the secrets... Uh, so basically, despite millions of people responding to the Facebook page, uh, Nevada authorities <sighs> say, like say about 40 people 
Oh. 40 people gathered at the gates uh, before being confronted and dispersed by law enforcement. According to Lincoln... So of County how many Shares, million? At, at 3.5 million said they were going to go. But didn't he change the... There was a bit of a, there was a, bit of a stuff going on. Now, I'd like to... I'm going to get, I have emailed Matty, but he's a famous man at the moment. But hopefully he'll get back to us. I'd like to get, get it from his mouth yeah. because there was a bit of crack going on where uh, the festivals were organised and then... Apparently, he decided he didn't want to be part of that festival anymore. And there was a bit of a... I don't really know the ins and outs. I'd say it just got too big and... Stuff was going on. I think he just didn't want to be involved in like a fire fest type thing where like, you know, it all went tits yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So I think he... There was a like kind of a one-on in Las Vegas, which is kind of like inside of a nightclub sort of thing. UFO party or alien fest or something like that. But there was another one out in Nevada. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office said one arrest was made, but not for an attempt of freeing an alien, but just for public urination. So... uh some fella taking a piss there the cops <laughs> that was wrestling. the worst that happened that was the worst thing that happened yeah, ah, yeah so pe- some people went up to, I think uh, a couple of weeks before that like a week before that there was two da- Danish guys and uh, they tried to, to run into Area 51 and they got arrested they said that they didn't see any signs saying not to go in yeah but uh, yeah to be honest I don't know what's, like I don't know I don't, I don't care about it anymore I'm sorry fair enough but no no I'm saying it's interesting <laughs> but it's just like I don't know if they don't but want it's to tell a thing us. that people have just yeah I know they're obsessed years, but it just shows you like, like maybe there is something in it but I'm that kind of way now look if you don't want to tell us then we don't care do you know that yeah kind if of you way. do that kind of like act like you don't care then they just yeah. start telling you although there was now I, I was going to save it for another episode but there was the thing that the US they, they have confirmed so there's the Air Force confirmed that a while ago there was like these videos put out of like um, things moving across the sky UFOs yeah, yeah. and the American military have come out now and confirmed that those videos are real and they were not meant to be leaked to the public yeah. and that they are UFOs because they're unidentified they don't know what they are so they're saying these things are real and they don't they're know real they're real unidentified yeah, they don't know what they are they don't know either I think we've gotten to such a way that even if we do hear that news or see them videos and even if Donald Trump come on and said yeah they're real I don't, I don't think people are going to unless we actually come across an alien, we're not going to pay any heed to it. Do you know what I mean? You, you just ignore it, I think. Well, a lot yeah, of people. people are saying online with that is that the, they think that the military are trying to like slowly soften us to the idea that these things are real. Desensitize yeah, us. Yeah, and eventually... We, we, we and so eventually, like, here's E.T. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. He'll come, out, he'll come out on the Late Late Show and just sit down there with Ryan <laughs> yeah, Tuberty yeah, yeah. and he goes, oh, yeah, what's Or he'll be on the podcast. Yeah, what's we'll we'll Ryan Tuberty. We'll get him in. Yeah, we'll get Ryan Tuberty in. Phone home. Ryan Tuberty's like of no credit. Ryan Tuberty could be an alien, couldn't he? Yeah, the way he goes on. Tubbs. Yeah. Uh, have you any news? <laughs> I have some news. Yeah. Right. Have you any news in your life? Anything? I'm uh, not. Not that I'm willing to nothing share. Nothing personal. No. Fair enough. So a woman accused of feeding meth-laced bean dip to her co-workers. Mm. So Medina Hernandez, who is a deli worker at the Jefferson Thriftway grocery store, was making bean dip when another employee came by to get some food while on her lunch break. The woman tried the bean dip and enjoyed it so much that she asked to take some home with her. While she thought the dip tasted funny, she didn't think anything of it until she started to feel sick after returning to work. She was taken to hospital and doctor found traces of meth in her system. Investigators believe another employee also ate the bean, the meth-laced dip. They do not think Medina Hernandez served the dip to any customers. They don't think she did. <laughs> she was taken into custody and charged with unlawful delivery of methamphetamine, recklessly endangering another person and causing another person to ingest a controlled substance. Right. She was suspended from her job following her arrest. Medina Hernandez was previously convicted of delivery and possession of meth, fourth degree assault and third degree robbery. So yeah. She sounds like a nice lady. Meth. But like, why would you put it in bean dip? What is bean dip? It's like, uh, you know, like a dip for 
It's just made of beans. It's like a Mexican thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's is like, it? A, well, like, uh, put, like tortilla chips into it. Hummus is a bean dip. Is it a bean? Oh, hummus, hummus is a bean dip, is it? Hummus, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It but like, why would you put meth in it? Well, like, I thought, like, do you not you like, smoke meth? If you like meth. But do you smoke meth or what? <laughs> I don't know. Can you take it anyway? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I have it on a dip. I don't know. But like, some people like. Um, take it, ingest it, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe she doesn't like smoking. <laughs> do you ever see the effects? Probably the healthy. Do you ever see the effects of meth on people? Like, it really them. withers them down. The they look awful. The, yeah, teeth go and everything. Teeth go and everything. Because, like, like, the. What do you call it? The. Uh, the bad. Breaking bad. Breaking bad. There was what making meth. And they kind of like. Glamorize it a bit because you don't see all the yeah, di- yeah. dirty addicts. You know what I mean on the street. Yeah, like, you don't. Like melting you just away. see the making the money side of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they don't really glamorize it. A things bit, went though, off. It looks I know like, what you it mean. Looks yeah. like you know. Oh yeah, that's a bit. Of crack, doesn't you know. seem that harmless. That's a bit yeah, of crack. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit of crack. But <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Whereas like it, you know, it's just. just so basically, crazy. if you're on break with someone at work and they're having something they made themselves, be cautious. Yeah. That's and there's a lesson. They look like they're on crack. Don't have any of their bean dip. But then they might, like, looks can be deceiving. Like, you look like a crack addict, but you're a nice guy. I didn't even know what bean dip was either. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, anyway, right, drivers with smartphones these days, they don't often get lost. Tell me about it. Right? <laughs> they don't often get lost because you're following, like, Google Maps, Yeah, right? exactly. But what happened in Colorado is just a reminder that new technology and some shortcuts uh, yeah. can go quite wrong. God. So that's how nearly 100 drivers uh, wound up in a muddy field in gridlock <laughs> earlier this week. A hundred. Yeah, one woman followed Google Maps and said that she was stuck in traffic on her way to pick up her husband at the Denver International Airport. She said, I pulled out Google Maps to see if there was a better way to go and it told me to take the next exit and it would be about half the time, she said. Naturally, I took it, but the road quickly became a dirt road. (laughs) That's the awful thing about Google Maps. Yeah, she said uh, she was following this line of cars and I thought, well, there's other people going this way, so it must be okay. Yeah. So I went ahead. Uh, but then there was nothing like you know you need to take a U-turn or anything so she just kept going and then behind her car after car and they drove in and they got stuck in this big field Uh, the woman said luckily she had a four wheel drive so she could get out of the mud and she even picked up two other stranded people and took them (laughs) with her but others end up stuck in the mud for a much longer time Uh, Google uh, Maps have released this thing saying that they encourage all drivers to follow local laws stay attentive and to use their best judgement when driving but it just goes to show you like if you're just following maps, you know what I mean? You don't even know where you're going. I know, now. but you, that's it. You kind of just do trust technology. You think, you know, you do, they yeah. know they're doing it by satellite or whatever. But it has steered me wrong in a few occasions, like. Yeah, I've often got it, like, and especially like when you're here in Ireland and you go and take a, like a Google map and it says, oh, you take this left and you're going down this little country road. It kind of, it takes you down quicker routes, but sometimes it's not necessarily because the road like that, it's a, you're being like, if you're going for 30 on this, I think it does stick to speed limits, does it? I don't know, but I know I've, I've gone. It on does go bad roads. It like. goes on these roads, right? And you get in, like, especially in Ireland, you're driving around and you go to this place and it turns you off at left and it, it says it's going to be shorter, but you go through an area then where there's no fucking uh, internet coverage. So you, it's following the map. It, yeah, and if yeah. you then take, if you take a wrong turn, it completely loses the map altogether yeah, yeah. and then you don't know where you are. I'm of the way, though. If I was driving somewhere, I would prefer to be, I'd prefer it to take me an hour and a half driving constantly than an hour, an hour sitting in traffic. Oh, absolutely. I'd be the same. Yeah, yeah. I'd have, you know, just to be moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there's nothing worse than sitting there. But the only thing is, if you are sitting in traffic and you've got nothing to do, you could always stick on the Rob Brad podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See what I, I did like there. what you did there. Yeah. Uh, there or you was, could not. There's a girl, <laughs> there's a young girl uh, in America, uh, in St. Louis. Was there? Yeah. She's still there. <laughs> She's a fourth grader and she loves uh, cheese. 
cheddar cheese. She just loves it, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but her teachers have banned her from just eating cheese all the time during class and everything because she's just always eating cheese. She just loves it. She's Sounds like my daughter. You're only allowed to eat cheese like at lunchtime. That's it. Okay. So she's come up with a very innovative way of eating cheese, of eating smuggling cheese, cheese. Pretty much, yeah. So she's got uh, she got a lip balm container and took the lip balm out of it and was like pushing it. How into old is this girl? Uh, nine. Is it? She's a fourth grader. Oh, fourth know. grader. Okay. Uh, nine. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. nine years old. Oh, Jeez, you know you're. Uh, you're and like, all my kids. <laughs> I hope you know your kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she anyway, took out the lip balm. So she emptied like a chapstick to, uh, tube. She emptied it out yeah, and yeah. she filled it up with uh, cheese. And then she's able to just kind of wind it up, and she said, "She says she, now she can have cheese on the go wherever she wants." She's probably selling these cheese sticks now, chapstick cheese sticks. And uh, yeah, well, apparently, like uh, even Dictionary.com was quick to point out that bam is anything that heals, soothes, or you know helps a person. And if that's helping her, then the cheese is a cheese bam. Oh, so that is her argument for being able cheese to lips. Cheese lips, yeah. So those like. Uh, Cheese is lovely, isn't it? I do like cheese, yeah. And you know some people don't like cheese. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? Cheese I is like class. a good mature cheese. Now, I'm not too fond of blue cheeses and I things didn't like used that. to like cheese, uh, blue cheese, right? But okay. then I got like eating like a blue cheese dip when you get like chicken yeah. wings. Do you like cream cheese? Uh, like cottage cheese kind of thing, no, is it? No, cream cheese, like Philadelphia. Oh, I do, yeah. That's lovely, lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and uh, do you remember like when you were in school years ago, cheese strings, the kind of yeah, regular ones? They're, they're not, not as nice though. now though. They're yeah. like... Because you'd always have a go, you wouldn't peel the string. You'd always have a go biting it. Someone would always do I used that. to try and like to peel them all down like the guy in the ad had, you know. Oh yeah, never did that. No, that was I kind of wish I did stringy now. things, I'm yeah. getting one on the way home. Yeah. As long as I don't crash And halloumi, have you ever had halloumi? No. It's like a Greek cheese and you fry it. All right. It's quite nice. There's loads of different types of cheese. Feta. Feta, there's no, yeah. Is this episode about cheese? <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, but it's cheese, it's lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. You can have it on pizza and... You can have it on pizza. <laughs> you, can have, you can have it on toast. <laughs> For great. other recipes on where you can have cheese, check out... Um, is that the news, is it? Have you any more stuff? I think that's me. That's me done as well, yeah. So that's it. Uh, that's, that was That was our news. cheesy news. Cheers, guys. Rob and Rat's Weird and Wonderful News. Okay, so that was the news. That was the Rob Rat News. Uh, yeah. World famous. World famous. Apparently. Yeah, all around the world. Uh, so, right. As we said, the last episode, if you're listening to it, was Guinness World Records stuff, and we're talking all about it. And we're then, talking all about it again, because, yeah, Shrida, we got in contact yeah, with. Yeah, because he's the guy with, like, the he most in the world. Him. So before, we, we're going to go to him in a bit, but I we got some more interesting records that I thought we just kind of... Yeah, go on. I'd throw some at you, right? So there's some, some weird ones, right? Most feet sniffed. So in a 15-year career, oh, that's wrong. there was a man, uh, he sniffed uh, 5,600 feet. He worked as a foot care specialist, uh, Dr. Shaw, in the USA. It's a bit disgusting, isn't it? Oh, God, that's like, oh, why would you want to? Yeah. Like, uh, but like, why would you say, do you know what? I must have sniffed a lot of feet. I must contact Guinness World Records and get myself a certificate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's the heaviest train pulled with a beard. There's with a, a beard? Yeah, your man. It's supposed to be sore, isn't it? Yeah. So a man in Spain and he pulled a 6,000 pound train in 2001 with his beard. It must it? have been plaited like a rope. Yeah, probably make yeah. it strong. It doesn't say how far he he pulled it now. Even but, if uh, he pulled it a bit, it still counts like. Uh, yeah, most pierced man in Cuba had 230 piercings. Yeah, I always find them ones kind of a bit much. Like, yeah, when people know, start kind of doing that. The, you know, the most like, tattooed man there, you'll see him as well in the 2020 book, but it's a lot, you look like, you do look a bit alien-esque. It's not, yeah, and then the, know, there's the most modified man, isn't it, where they put all the lumps and bumps yeah, in his head Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I'm sorry, I, just personally, I don't, I wouldn't be a fan of that. 
No, well, look, each to their each own. Each to their own is right. Yeah. Look, people probably aren't a fan of our record. For in case you weren't listening to that, who? In case you weren't listening to the last record, yeah, well, seven Stephen are Guinness World Record holders. You said and the last record, not last episode. The last episode. Well, I got records on the mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so myself, Stephen, uh, Brian Cawley and Nicky Kearney set the world record for, for Hogan the, for the world's longest group hug, thirty hours, thirty hours and a minute. We did it for charity we and did. to get a record. Yeah, we well, wanted a record. Check the charity. It was all about the record. Well, right? if we're being honest. <laughs> Was slightly about that. You heard it first here. <laughs> uh, most lightning strikes survived. A man named Roy C. Sullivan from Virginia, USA, was struck for the seventh time by in, lightning in 1977. Yeah, that's amazing because, like, the chances that it happened are very slim. It doesn't say if he survived it or not, but <laughs> the seventh one. But I don't know. That was it. That was the last. That's one. shocking. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> most watches eating eaten. Uh, Kim, Kim Tung Dol from Seoul in South Korea ate five watches in one hour and 34 minutes. How did he have the time? <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Are you going to try to do one for everyone, right? Uh, largest hands. Uh, a man in Somalia. So 20, almost 27 centimetres from wrist to the top of each middle finger. God. Huge hands, like. Uh, most rattlesnakes held in mouth. Jack Bilberry of the USA held... Eight live snake by their tails for 12.5 seconds in 2001 in his mouth. God. Uh, there's one here now, but I reckon it's been broken since. Because uh, it's, it's the longest joke-telling marathon in 1992. Mike Heeman of the USA cracked 12,682 jokes in 24 hours. But are you having a yawn there, yeah? Oh, yeah, man. I'm not bored at Tommy all. Tommy Tiernan. Yeah, Tommy Tiernan did Tommy a Tiernan did the stand-up longest show. Stand-up but that, show. Yeah, but I, I think telling jokes might be different from a stand-up oh, show. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, perhaps. Uh, the longest time trapped in a lift. So there's a woman, uh, she was 76, and she was trapped from December 28th in 1987 to the 2nd of January 1988. <laughs> so she missed New Year's and everything. She was trapped in a lift. For how long? She lived on the food that she had in her shopping bag. So 28th of December. Yeah. 29th. So 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, 1st, 2nd. Five days. And she had food in a shopping bag? She had a shopping bag. bag. She was stuck in a lift, yeah. So Lucky she had obviously that Obviously people, people were gone over New Year's and everything. She was just left there. But if she didn't have the bag, she could have died. Like. Would you die after five days with no food? Drink, no drink. Did she, she must have had drink. Drink your wee, I suppose. Drink your wee, yeah, I suppose. But, but like, if, if you didn't, didn't have, have a, a bottle, you'd have to wee into your hands and then drink or it. Or stand on your head and just like... We don't. We don't. But if you're a woman, you can't do that. And she's like, a, probably just let it dribble down her... I wee into your... If you had to wee into your hands and drink it, how would you do it the best way? Let us know. Oh, I thought you were asking me. No, I no. presume you'd probably just drink cupped your hands, would you? One over the other, like you do when you're getting communion. Yeah, like, that's, what I, that's the way I envisioned it. <laughs> Or you could just wee onto your clothes I think and, then, and then wring them out into your mouth. Yeah, but then your clothes would be wet. But you're like, you're in a lift. Yeah, but... Just dry them off and the... Dry them. <laughs> Most tennis balls held in one hand. How many? He held 18. This oh, man right. in Spain. I suppose if he kind of built them into a kind of pyramid nearly. You could do that. Yeah. If you, your man then could beat that if... The guy with the, the massive hands, hands. The guy with the big hands, yeah. yeah. Uh, most people crammed into a smart car. 13 girls uh, in Munich in Germany in 1999 yeah. got crammed into a smart car. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, That'd that, be dangerous though if you, if you kind of couldn't get out or you'd have to be cut out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like there's, there's, there's loads of kind of ridiculous ones as well. Like the longest tattoo sessions is some man who spent 33 hours getting a tattoo. Imagine that because I've had tattoos and like the longest That's one, longer than we hugged for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, like I had, the longest session I had was like almost seven hours of guys. Really? Did, yeah, and that was like torturous after a while and anybody who says that it's not sore to get tattoos is lying to you because yeah, it fucking yeah. is like... I've um, never got one. Well, we'll do that in the show sometime. We'll get, yeah, we'll get me you a tattoo. We'll get you a face tattoo. We'll get you like a Mike Tyson one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tear. Is that what he has? No, he has the... He's like a big fucking... Yeah. Jesus, I don't know. Samoan kind of one. Most consecutive pogo jump sticks. Uh, who 
old's that, do you know? Is it Ashrita? No, it's Gary Stewart. All right. Or maybe Ashrita's beat. This could be an old list. Uh, so in 177,000. 177,000. 177,000. It's a lot. Anyway. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Nearly 180,000 jumps he did in 1990. Uh, longest time to endure full body, full body ice contact. So a man called Wim Hof. A what? So he's like immersed himself in ice. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like it's uh, like that's quite a long time. It's a man called Wim Hof. And I've I heard, think it's cool he did that. So in the Netherlands, stood in an ice cube filled tube for one hour and 17 minutes. But like, he just stood there like immersed with ice touching him. But I've seen this guy before because like uh, there's a uh, like he he's ran marathons like in bare feet, like only wearing a pair of shorts, like through like the Arctic. And he's developed this way of breathing. So he's like uses his breath to control his pain and everything. Yeah, I think like so people immerse themselves in like ice baths and all sorts of stuff like that. But like through meditation as well. Well, that's it. They reckon the, the power of the mind, in, you can oh, just get yourself amazing. to do it. Like I used to train uh, jiu-jitsu in um, Carlo and the guy who used to teach it there was big into that breathing. And I know like he used to get into an ice bath and just sit in ice and yeah. just like controlling his breath. And he used to sit there for ages and get under the water. There's a guy, uh, Nile, I think his name is, and he travels around Ireland uh, teaching people to do it. But like that's something definitely I want to do in a future episode possibly is mindfulness and meditation because there's a lot of stuff to do with that, just there's a lot you can go into when it comes to mindfulness, and I'm very into it. Are you? Oh, I am. Yeah, like oh. I don't practice it as much. I'd like to be able to practice. Like, look at this. I'm. I, we could share it on our page because I know. What I, see that monk there? Oh, your man set himself on fire. Set himself on yeah, fire. Tibetan monk. monk. Yeah, Tibetan he was, monk. He was protesting against the Chinese. Wasn't yeah, it? He's, yeah, but the show the fact that he just sat still there while he was engulfed in flames. Now it's. Very, it's. I think he. Yeah, but he, it's a map, he, he, but he it goes show. I know, but he had a cause. Whatever his yeah. cause was, but the power well, of the go, mind. I think it's whatever his cause was. We just said that. I think what it was was he, <laughs> the, the Tibet were being like taken over by China. Yeah. I think, and he wanted to kind of fight back. I think yeah. that's what it was. But I, I really, I think it's, there's a lot to be said about. If you think about the way we are now, we live in a society that is full of just. We're gawking into our phones all the time. We're sitting yeah. around each other. We're just constantly distracted by either our phones or television. Now I love my TV shows and that, but like. Just being actually in the present being moment. Being present. Is that, that's what mindfulness is about. It is, is it? about, it's about drawing yourself. I don't know how many thoughts go into the human mind every day, but hundreds of thousands of thoughts go through your mind. But it's just about beneath the thoughts. If you think of our thoughts as like, our head, our mind is a blue sky, we'll say. Okay. I'm going to paint you a picture. Okay. Now let's do All of the yeah. thoughts that come into our head, if you think of the clouds in the sky, right? Yeah, I'm doing They it. constantly come into our head. But it's so hard to see that blue sky sometimes because it is behind a field of all these thoughts. But to actually clear your mind of the thoughts and just focus on what's happening here and now, it's very helpful. Jeez, yeah. But monks do that through breathing exercises. And do you try and do that type of stuff? I try and meditate. To be honest, I, I find it so hard with having kids, but I'm trying to find the time to do it now. Just because I, I tend to get stressed a good bit right. when you have kids and that. Yeah. And I just try and just bring myself back to now. Just to ground yourself back to now. But uh, it's proven. How, it long, how long would you do it every day? No, I do not at all. I'm trying to. Because when the I think of meditation, obviously, day. you think of the old one. You're like, like hmm. No, well, that's the, all the thing. But like. The whole point of that is that that's. Uh, it's something to concentrate on the hum. Oh, is it? Okay. It's bringing your focus to something, whether okay. it be your breath or a hum, whatever. Yeah, because I often hear about that. People think about their breath as well. So that's even your man, Wim Hof. It's the guy watching cool, your who, breath. Yeah. So it's you, just you control it. And there's a big thing with yoga and all that as well. Is even just like yoga is a way of kind of bringing you into the present moment now through your body and exercises. But funnily enough, I started researching this. Through I was looking at up stuff for a future episode. Possibly, yeah. I know you're an atheist, and well, I was looking up different religions, kind of. Yeah. 
different things and I came across Buddhism and I genuinely started reading a good bit about it. I was yeah. fascinated by it. It's the one religion that doesn't kind of practice believing in this higher power. Yeah, they're very easy. Buddhism going. is like, the Buddha was a guy who yeah. essentially meditated under a tree, found enlightenment and the whole process of Buddhism is just like, just being good to people and being a good person and looking in. It's all about yourself. And yeah, well, like, I, I can say I was in Thailand. And yeah, like, they're Buddhists there, yeah. right? And they're the nicest people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I, no joke. I would, I, I, I probably will do a future episode. On yeah, Buddhism. but I'd love to do. I'd have to say, but like, they're Buddhists, and part of the, their religion is just to be happy. Yeah, just to be I happy. Like, I'm reading now a book because they don't have much over there, and they're I'm, all read, I'm reading Buddhism for beginners. Honestly, really? I swear, I'm halfway through it. <laughs> That's brilliant. But I'm fascinated by it. I genuinely am because I think, look, I'm not. Into being religious or whatever, yeah, but I really like what they practice. And so, what like what's uh, Buddhism for beginners? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's just kind of about the history of Buddhism it. and like the Buddha, how we came about, and and yeah, and just and like, but what they teach and stuff, like, and now look, come on, I'm not, I'm not, no, uh, but I suppose my thought process, and that that's the good thing to, to take the good parts from the religion because exactly. all religions have those good parts, but then there's the like even the Dalai Lama who's <coughs> then there's a bit, the cultish the, Dal- the, cult, yeah, yeah. the cult part that I don't like but I don't think there, there's not even much of that in it like there's people who are the monks who are even the Dalai Lama who is a a monk he, he doesn't say he practices Buddhism he said he practices kindness and that's what he's about uh, did you hear about the time when the Dalai Lama um, went into McDonald's no and uh, the man behind the counter said to him like he said, oh, can I have a burger? The Dalai Lama said. And um, the, the man behind the counter said, uh, what, what do you want on it? And the Dalai Lama said, I want it to be one with everything. I don't get it. Uh, one with everything. Because it's fucking like, that's his whole thing. That's terrible. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a nice joke. And then, uh, and if then, you enjoyed that joke, <laughs> get, The Dalai Lama gave him a fiver. Uh, the Dalai Lama asked for his change back. And the man behind the counter said, change comes from within. <laughs> I like that better. Yeah, I like okay. that better. Maybe since that's I told it. fascinating thing about Buddhism. Yeah, no, I'm I, thinking, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you're kind of, and what, you do a bit of mindfulness. You do a bit of meditation. Like I'm Buddhism. trying to, but do you know what I mean? You can practice mindfulness any time of the day. It's just about trying to... It's ca- something that's kind of got a bit more like... Uh, They're doing it in schools though. now. And I, I think we will really, yeah. do in a future episode. Yeah, like uh, I think uh, some of the schools here in Ireland, like the first class, they're trying to introduce it to kids because we do, we get ra- we get lost in our heads. Like, oh man, stress is a real thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And you don't think about it, like, but because you could go through life for ages without being stressed. But when you do come through a stressful situation, it's amazing how like it'll affect your body and everything. Yeah. You know how you feel, and you can you can get sick from it. You can feel bad. You know, but there's yeah. loads of stuff. Uh, like. But your loads of things. I think a lot of illnesses are to do with your mind. The, like uh, stress causes a lot of crap, like stuff. For you. Of course, yeah, because there's a whole there is a whole stigma. I know that's probably gone off point here. But yeah, yeah. there is a whole stigma with like mental illness and like if someone breaks their arm, that's an Ill- you know something's happened. Yeah, and it's a yeah. physical thing you can fix it but like if something goes wrong with your mind oh yeah it's so hard it's a, it's a different thing but, but like people they don't say really like well, talk about it they say much. that a big part of like people thrill seekers people who jump out of planes or people who r- drive motorcycles really fast a big part of their what they don't realise a big part of their enjoyment in that task they're doing is that jumping out of a plane or going 120 on a motorcycle yeah. that focus that makes you be in the be present in that moment. moment. You can't be anywhere. Yeah, else. you can't. But you have to focus, and you're actually being very mindful in that moment. So yeah. that's a part of the thing about it. A part of their enjoyment is that that their head isn't thinking about all. That. They're just completely focused for that time yeah. there when it's happening. Yeah. Anyway, we'll cover maybe mindfulness in a future episode. Yeah, I like it. I didn't know yeah. you're doing that. That's interesting. No, no, I just I, you're deeper than I give you credit for. Hey, I thought you were just some feckin' Egypt. I am, but I am. You're a deep well. feckin' Egypt. I am as well. Yeah. <laughs> But so um, you're, you're going to be a, probably a Buddhist by the next time. I'll have on. a shaved head the next time I come on. I'll be here. <laughs> you set yourself um, on fire in the corner. 
<laughs> do it during the winter, hey, because it'll be getting cold. And yeah, it'll, it'll actually be a good way to keep warm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we so, might go and do a bit of uh, talk to our friend here. Oh, Shreed, we'll have a listen, will we? Yeah, we catch up after this. He is. Before we go into it, though, I'll just say quickly, like a bit of an intro into him. Bit yeah. of an intro into him. Like he holds the most Guinness World Records, and I think he's held as much as like six hundred at one point. And he currently, I think he holds, tells us a bit all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's. To think Ashrita is He's in his 60s Is he yeah geez. So he's added 65, a good 65 Fair play to him Let's Good listen man. to the interview Right we'll catch up with you after this So on the line I've got Ashrita Furman He is the man who holds The Guinness World Record For holding the most Guinness World Records Hello Ashrita Hello Thanks for talking to you How are you doing today? Uh, everything is good It's a beautiful day Good I'm talking to you You're in Queens at the moment In New York Is that correct? That's correct yes Good stuff, okay. So you started setting records 40 years ago in 1979 at the age of 25. I know it's probably difficult to kind of maybe keep count, but do you have any idea how many you've held since then? Uh, it is difficult. Um, I mean, I have a list. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's getting close to 800 records. Wow, 800 records. And do you know how many, roughly how many you kind of still hold at the moment? Um, I have over, it's over 200, uh, it, you know, it varies from month to month, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's somewhere over 200. And how do you keep track about, like, when someone beats your record? Do you get an update from an email, or do you have to go and kind of look it up? Uh, you, have to, you have to look it up. Uh, once a month, I look at um, the Guinness website. Um, you, you know, you, when you uh, apply to break a record, you establish a page it's a private page on the Guinness website, and so you could check um, all of all the records that you have held or have, and see whether they're, they're current or that they've been broken. Okay. Okay. And how, how do so, you? So yeah, for you... me, it's a it's a it's, it's a lengthy process. I think so. I yeah, take up a good bit of your day. And how do you feel when you go on there and you see someone has beaten one of your records? No, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, yeah, you know, there's a part of me that says, oh, darn, um, I can't believe, you know, someone broke that record. But, you know, in the end, it, it's really actually inspiring because, uh, you know, I, it means that the world is making progress, I mean, in some, on some, you know, small level. And, but also for me, it, it, I know, you know, I could do better. And, and so it's inspiring for me to motivate me to train and try to get it back. That's a great attitude. So in 1979, you set your first official record by doing 27,000 jumping jacks, which sounds exhausting. But since then, obviously, you've racked up, as you said, over 800 records. Why do you keep doing it? Or what, what is it that drives you? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Um, it, it's really all connected for me to meditation. Um, so, you know, as a teenager, I was searching for a deeper truth than just, you know, you know, having a career, making money. Um, and uh, I started, you know, looking into Eastern philosophy, and I became a student of Sri Chinmoy, uh, who had moved from India to New York, and, um, and, and taught this philosophy of, of trying to get closer to God through meditation, but also um, using meditation to push yourself past any kind of limits. Uh, he calls it uh, self-transcendence, and and I really wasn't into sports back, uh, you know, in those days. I, you know, I, I was more interested. Actually, I was uh, you might call a classic nerd. I was, you know, very 
sort of dedicated to schoolwork and reading books. And, um, but, but, but this philosophy really changed my whole attitude about life. And, and I started, uh, you know, practicing the meditation, and I felt this real tremendous energy within myself. And I started, and I had always been a lover of the Guinness Book, and I decided, all right, you know what, I'm going to try um, to see if I can break a Guinness record using meditation and using this inner power that we all have. Um, and, but never use. And so uh, the first record I tried was that uh, jumping jacks. And when I first started, uh, you know, they call them uh, side straddle hops, I think, sometimes in, uh, in Britain. But um, I can only do 50 jumping jacks when I first started. The record was 20,000. And, uh, yeah, within a few, you know, within a few months, I, I, was, a, I was able to do 10,000 continuous. And I went for the record. And, uh, yeah, I broke it. I did 27,000. That's amazing, and you must you must get yourself in. Obviously, it must be mind power because you've you've some grueling records. You you clap your hands for fifty hours at an average time of one hundred and forty claps per minute. You performed yeah yeah that seven thousand forward rolls. You jogged fifty miles with a, a pint of milk on your head. So do you just kind of go somewhere else <laughs> in your head? Do you go do you go somewhere else? You kind of just like zone. Uh, out. Well, the thing is, no, you know, with with the let's say the milk bottle, it's 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 I know I. Admittedly, it's a silly record. I mean, um, it's it's a it's a kind of classic, you know, pint British milk bottle, and um, yeah. it, it's you you um, I you know I don't have a flat head at the top, so <laughs> I have to sort of um, put it on the side, you know, kind of keep my head tilted, and um, and, and like it, it's it's really a concentration exercise because um, you know if you lose your focus, then the bottle just slides off your head, so. And the last time I did it, I did um, 80 miles. It took me almost 24 hours uh, wow. of walking with the bottle. So it's really, it really takes tremendous concentration, even though it is, you know, admittedly very silly. Yeah, well, of course. But, yeah, but I told you, but like, that's why it's a record, because you're setting it. But it, it is amazing. For you, what is probably the greatest record you've ever set, the one that you're most proud of? Well, you know, that's, that's hard to say. I mean, I've, I've done so many. But, you know, I'd say uh, you, were, you were mentioning about the forward rolls. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's probably the toughest one I ever did, and I think I'm, you know, I'm pretty proud of that one. It's consecutive forward rolls, um, and uh, the, the only – you're allowed to stop, um, you know, to, to throw up, you know, to vomit, um, and, which I did. Unfortunately, the night before I was doing – this procedure called carbo-loading, where you really, you know, eat a lot of carbohydrates to give you energy for the, sure. for the next day. And uh, I had four slices of pizza, and I didn't realize that that wasn't going to get digested by the next morning. And so, you know, it was very messy. I was, you know, throwing up. Um, and um, But, but I, you know, I, I, I persisted, in, and it was really, for me, almost a spiritual experience. I mean, um, at one point, I, I just didn't think I could go on anymore, and, and um, I started just spontaneously chanting something, which I had never said before, and it's, um, I am not the body, I am the soul. And, you know, to, to and it was really, it, it worked, because it kind of took my focus away from all of my nausea and pain, and, um, and I just kept repeating, you know, say, this mantra, and, I, and it got me through, and I did, uh, ended up doing... Twelve and a quarter miles. About it took ten and a half hours. So I think I'm most proud of that one. 
That's amazing. And for something like that, you kind of just say to yourself, okay, I know how to do one forward roll. I'm just going to go for it. Or do you, do you have you practiced? Did you practice that before? Did you do? Did you have? have oh you yeah. Done that well, practice? I mean, uh, it, it, yeah, I I, um, I do practice, and in fact, really at this point, and and it, for many 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 years, it's been you know that the practice is actually for me more meaningful than actually doing the record, um, because uh, you know it's again it's this you know this idea of self transcendence of really you know kind of overcoming obstacles. And for me, it's using the power of meditation, finding the strength within, and 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 really surpassing what you've done before. So, um, no, yeah, I did practice. I remember, in fact, for that one in particular, I, I didn't, you know, I, w- I would roll around a track, um, you know, at night because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. And I remember, <laughs> you know, one time, uh, you know, sort of rolling around, and 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 uh, it's re- it is you get really you know nauseous and dizzy and. I remember, you know, going once around the track a quarter mile, and I was just thrilled, even though I was, you know, I, I actually didn't have any padding at the time. I was, like, bruised and nauseous and cut from, there was glass on the track. But I was, like, I was so happy, you know, that I had achieved, you know, once around the track. So, yeah, I think I, I got up to four miles in practice, and then that's, uh, you know, and then at that point I decided I was going to try to break the record. Okay, and has there been any records that you've tried numerous times to break and you just can't seem to get it? Uh, you know, that's that's a that's also a very good question. Um, you know, usually I um, I kind of have a, you know an idea of um, of you know when I'm ready to break a record, and so um, you know, like so sometimes it might take me even a year to train for something, uh, but by the time you know that. You know, I'm ready. I mean, I, I'm you know, I'm ready to make the attempt. I'm pretty confident that I could I could break it. So, um, you know, there's a record for slicing apples uh, with a samurai sword, um, and the, it's it's actually uh, was held by a samurai master, and um, uh, it, it's, it involves you know having apples on a table. You, you have a samurai sword at your side. You take an apple off the table, throw it up in the air, and then with the same hand. You have to draw the, the sword out of the scabbard, slice the apple in midair, and then put the sword back in the scabbard and do the next apple. So it's a lot of movement. I think the record was like 20 apples. Oh, it, what happened was every year this, this samurai master would, be, would break the record by one apple. And so I decided, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to break that record. I, I didn't know anything about samurai swords. I'd never done martial arts. But, um, you know, I decided I was going to try it. And so... It doesn't really answer your question because, um, you know, I, I didn't try multiple times to break it, but basically it took me months and months to, to uh, actually even almost a year to, to break the record. And um, I was practicing on my own in my back. Oh, I went to a dojo um, in my neighborhood with the samurai sword, and I, and I uh, you know, I kind of uh, meekly asked the instructor, you know, can I – uh, can you teach me, you know, this, you know, how to break this record? And he got furious. He turned bright red and started screaming at me and said, I am not teaching you that. That is not samurai. That is sushi cutting. I'm not teaching you sushi cutting. <laughs> and, and he chased me. He chased me out of the dojo. So I, I decided, all right, I'm going to, I'll just practice, you know, on my own in my backyard. And I was practicing for a few months. And a friend uh, who uh, lives, you know, in Switzerland uh, who teaches uh, samurai swordsmanship happened to be visiting and so you know he he came and and, you know watched me 
and I think I did, you know, 15 apples in a minute or something. And he, you know, he said, well, that's very impressive, but, um, you know, if you weren't holding the sword upside down, I think you could do a lot better. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I, I, I changed my technique and, you know, eventually I was able to break it. And, and since then I've, I've broken it a couple more times. So, um, yeah, and, I mean, there have been times like there was a, a record for running and juggling three balls, running a marathon, a full 42K, um, 26.2 mile marathon. And um, I, did, I did attempt that record um, after a lot of training, and um, I failed. It, it was a very hot day, and, and um, I just, at 20 miles, I just saw I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm not going to beat the time. And so uh, it was, you know, very disappointing, but I just went back to the drawing board. I, I did more training. I found, um, it was during the summertime, I found a marathon, you know, Idaho, um, in the mountains of Idaho out west where it was quite a bit cooler. And I went, I flew out there and I, I did the marathon. It was, it was, everything was going great until the last, uh, at the, uh, it had eight miles to go and I got a bug stuck in my eye. Um, I, and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't stop to get the bug out. So, uh, you know, it was, I, I kind of pushed through it, and, and I, I managed to break the record. So, um, yeah, and, and that's, a, that's sort of another one of my kind of themes is, you know, don't give up. Um, you know, like, like it, it, you know, there's always a way. You know, sometimes it, it's a, a change in technique, a change in training, a change, uh, you know, a, um, a change in sort of apparatus or whatever that usually um, – I can find some creative way to, uh, you know, to, to break through the obstacles. You know, that's a, it's, a, it's a great way to look at it, I suppose, because I suppose if, if you do all that training and you, you put in the hours for it to get, to get that far and not finish it, you know, it, it must be quite disheartening, but you've got a great, you've got a great, um, you've got a great mental mindset for it. Uh, so even things like learning to juggle and learning to use a samurai sword, and I know you, you did the underwater pogo stick and underwater bicycle. How do you, like, you have to learn all these extra skills in order to beat these records you must have a, a huge skill set uh, built up in the last 40 years of kind of strange and unusual skills <laughs> yeah i mean um you know to me it's fun and it is it's uh i think um i, I like the diversity you might say like um, i don't know if i could ever be a successful athlete in the sense of spending you know years and years and years doing the same thing i mean i really love uh you know like trying new things, learning new things. I mean, I, you know, I have been, I was never athletic um, as a kid, but I did learn juggling. Um, and um, so I was, you know, not a great juggler, but uh, just to give you an example about the Guinness Book, so I, I, I was juggling and I, I saw a juggling record. I mean, I don't have it anymore, but it was continuous juggling. Um, and it was, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, but I did, I managed to juggle, you know, continuously for six hours, which was, you know, uh, pretty good but so, someone you know broke that I mean a long time ago but but anyway just you know to show you I was into juggling I did that joggling record which is running and, and juggling and then I you know I was looking through the Guinness book one day um and and I saw a record for upside down juggling you know and now I had never thought of it but you know it's like you you um put on those inversion boots you know with that clips on them and you okay. hang upside down from a from a bar and, and you could juggle upside down. And so, uh, you know, for me, it was like awesome. This is amazing. And, um, you know, I did, I did break that record. Again, someone, someone, some Japanese guy uh, has now holds that record. But 
um, it was it was exciting. It was thrilling, and it was crazy, you know. Um, but I remember I actually did it in Iceland. It was um, there was a launch of the Guinness Book in the, in Iceland, and they invited me there, and I was going to try to break the record in a mall. So they set up, you know, they had a uh, you know a bar, uh, and I hung upside down in this mall in Iceland, and I'm juggling upside down. Everything's going great, and someone from you know, one of the levels of the mall started throwing coins at me. Oh, no. And he hit me in the face. Yeah, he hit me in the face. And I, you know, it, it uh, you know, ruined the attempt. And I, um, and I tried a couple of, you know, times after that. It didn't, it didn't work. But anyway, it, it was fine. I mean, uh, you know, I ha- actually ha- already had the record, so it wasn't a great <laughs> loss. But, um, you know, these sort of crazy things happen. Um, I'd like to do records public, many of them in public, and in kind of interesting places, and you get, you know, really unusual responses. I mean, I tried, I did actually break the record for standing on uh, the Swiss ball. It's it's those big, um, I, can, I think you call them physio balls, you see. Oh, I saw a picture your, of you. Did you do that? You did that in Newgrange in, in the UK, is that right? I did, yeah, I did it at Stonehenge, actually. Oh, Stonehenge, and, um, Stonehenge sorry. Yeah, I did it at Stonehenge, and... Uh, it was it was great, you know. I mean, I, I, it was it's a you know an iconic spot, and yeah. I was thrilled. I got you know permission to do it there. Sometimes I I do these records without permission, but I knew I had to get permission there. And uh, but but the funny thing is, was you know people were passing by, and um, and you know every, you know a lot of people were appreciative and you know encouraging, but a, a few people were actually trying to you know make me laugh or trying to you know sort of shake me up so that uh, uh, you know I would fall off. <laughs> and and, and uh, so you know, uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, having to deal with this. And again, it's it's uh, that's a, again a you know serious concentration exercise. I mean, it's physical also because uh, you know your legs and feet get tired. You know, trying to balance on the ball. Uh, but anyway, that was you know that it is, a, and it is uh, you know even more of an achievement. I mean, it's it's more fulfilling even when you have to overcome those obstacles. You know, like uh, people you know, trying to distract you and, and, you know, make you fall off the ball. Of course, yeah, you've mentioned a couple of places that you've been because it's taken you all around the world. I think I read, read somewhere you've broken records in over 40 countries and you've done it on every continent. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, You did the face hopper on the Great Wall of China. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, that Have was you set a record because... in Antarctica? Have you done that? Have you been there? I did, I did. So I, that was that was one of my my you know goals was to set a record in every continent, and uh, I mean I don't you know I don't ha- make a lot of money that's not the goal of my life, and so I um, I couldn't afford to pay you know to go on a tour of Antarctica or you know but I but somehow a friend of a friend you know knew um, an admiral in um, it, it was in the Venezuelan um, Air Force, and uh, and I I was able to to get a flight. Going from uh, Patagonia to Antarctica on a, on a, uh, a cargo plane, <laughs> so uh, I just I decided I was gonna um, I was gonna uh, try to do the fastest mile on a pogo stick in Ant- in, a, in Antarctica. I mean, being in Antarctica is not part of the record, uh, but yeah. that just makes it you know harder. So it, it was it was really exciting. You know, I flew in with a couple of friends. We got there was it was actually a naval base, um, and we got. Um, we got uh, you know them to be some of the, the people there in, on the base to be witnesses, and we had to measure out a mile. Actually, we I think we measured out a quarter mile um, on the landing strip, 
and and I and I you know like I set out pose sticking. It, it was really exciting in uh, in Antarctica. Um, the, the the spring on the pogo stick froze, oh, uh, but, wow. but you're allowed. You know they they allow you to, to switch pogo sticks, which I did, and and continue. And I yeah, we, I, I you know I broke the record. You know, and we all had to you know get back. The plane can only stay on the ground for an hour and a half. Uh, so you know we did the whole thing, broke the record, uh, and then you know jumped back on the plane uh, and left. You know within the hour and a half. It, it was That's it was incredible. really thrilling. That's brilliant. That's so good. So, am I right in saying that you were attempting a record yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a fun record, um, uh, but but you know it's it, it's not easy. Um, it, you know, although it sounds ridiculous, you know, um, it's it's catching the most marshmallows thrown from 15 feet away in a minute. And That's so you know, you, uh, it's a, so it's a new it's a new. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a two person record uh i have a friend who's really good at you know and accurate at throwing things and um so so we went into we have a local ymca uh we went into the gym and you know we had you have to have you know official timers and witnesses you don't have to have someone from the guinness book there as long as uh, you have proper witnesses and you have you know you videotape it uh and and you follow all the the guidelines they give you guidelines that you when you register with guinness and um so it took it took a while because um, we my friend and I had the record. We had forty seven. You have to catch them in your mouth. You know, you catch um, them in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> you catch them in your mouth. You don't have to eat them. You just you know can spit them out. Yeah. And so the rec we had we did forty seven in a minute. Then this team in Japan did uh, fifty three in a minute. Uh, so it's getting close to one a second. And um, so the throws you know have to be accurate, and you have to you know sometimes it's not that easy to position your mouth you know so that you catch that marshmallow anyway uh you know it took us several attempts but we finally we were able to do 56 in a minute um and you know it's fun it's not you know it's not uh it's and again it's more fun for me really practicing uh you know because you 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 make these breakthroughs like you get your you say now we're not yet we're not close what can we do you know we have to change this we have to speed up that we have to let me alter it you know like it's sort of like for me, you know, sort of figuring it out. And sometimes, you know, if it's a physical thing, you know, like um, really, you know, kind of pushing through, you know, your exhaustion or, uh, you know, it's, it's like those overcoming those obstacles, obstacles, as I said, are really, you know, more thrilling for me. So like, I, you know, in a sense, I, I expected that we would be able to break the record, although it, it was great, you know, it was fun. Um, you know, even for the, for all the people watching, and for you know, for my friend who's throwing, but but really, it was more thrilling, more fulfilling. You know, in practice, when you know we figured out, figured it out, and we first you know broke the record, you know, unofficially in practice. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so coming up, so coming up is uh, obviously Guinness World Record Day in November. Do you kind of do something every year for that? Uh, you know. I, you know, honestly, um, if it if it sort of fits into my training, I'll, I'll do it. But I don't actually do something, you know, you know, specifically for that day. Okay. Um, are you all, are you always working on something? Are you always? Have you I'm always I'm always working on something. Yeah, I mean, in fact, um, I was going to practice this morning. Um, you know, that same fellow who threw the marshmallows, his name is Bippin. Um, he was. We were going to do a record practice. Uh, where I stand on a balance board, um, you know, that's one of those, like, roll a bowler with a board sure. with a 
tube underneath. And, uh, and um, it, this one is for th- uh, throwing grapes. Uh, he throws grapes at me, and, it's, uh, and I try to slice them in half with a sword. Um, and, um, you know, and we had the record, and it looks like someone broke it, um, so uh, we're going to try to do better. And so we, we were going to do that, but, you know, somehow that, that didn't happen this morning. We'll try that maybe later. But, but you know, at that particular one, um, we tried – I was in um, – where was it? It was, it was in Cambodia, and um, – uh, we were going to try it. It was at Anchor Watt, actually. And um, we're, we're, we're going to try to break that record at Anchor Watt. And oh, so, wow. um, yeah, so we were there. So, so you know, we had, you know, sort of like the witnesses and everything. And I don't know if I should even tell this story, but we were about to attempt the record. And, and, and you know, the police came and, and said, you know, sorry, you, you can't break the record here, you know. So uh, you know, we we kind of packed up. Very, we were very disappointed. I wasn't I wasn't in Cambodia for that particular reason. I was already you know there kind of on vacation. But you know, being there, I figured, wow, it's such an iconic spot. It would be so great to break a record at Angkor Wat. So we we kind of moved along and uh, we, we we found a spot. You know, it was out of the way. Like the police are never going to find us here. It's not hurting anybody. We're not damaged anything. So let's just try it. Well, you know, unfortunately, those same police kind of figured that we might do that, and they they had been secretly, spy, you know, spying on us. I mean, uh, and so they they caught us, and and it was serious. You know, they called they called. You know, there was the tourist police. They called. I mean, and uh, we were actually in danger of getting arrested. Um, so, anyway, eventually they they and they were going to confiscate my sword. They thought it was a you know an expensive you know samurai sword, which it isn't. It's it's just a you know cheap sword. So anyway, they let us go finally, and we decided, all right, we're giving up on that, and we we ended up doing it um, in Kathmandu because because uh, I went to Nepal after that, and uh, you know we did it. So so it was you know it was you know it was fun, and um, and but I'm just saying like you know this whole idea of self transcendence, like the world is transcending. It's getting better and better, and um, so so we did. I think you know it was. You know, not that many. It was like 18 in a minute, and now it looks like somebody did 60 in a minute. Um, and uh, you know, they sliced 60 grapes in half standing on a balance board. And um, you know, and and, and, I, and to me, you know, you were asking in the beginning that question. You know, what, what? How do you feel when you see someone's broken the record? So on the one hand, there's a little bit of disappointment because you know we had done the record in Nepal, and we did it outside this big uh, stupa. Um, I think it was Bodhanath. Uh, it's, a, it's a very famous temple, and um, so so it was you know it's a little disappointed, disappointing. But on the other hand, I said, wow, you know this this is amazing. This person and they and they have a much better technique than I do, and so you know uh, it's it's actually thrilling to like okay, so let's oh, let me try that new technique and see how, what we can do, and uh, you know I, I'm hoping that we could you know get the record back. Yeah, well, that's fantastic, and your attitude is absolutely brilliant. You're an inspiration to us all, and you, you certainly make me feel lazy and like I'm not packing enough into my life. <laughs> but, uh, I just want to thank you for chatting to me today, Ashrita, and uh, I wish you all the best, and I'm looking forward to watching you break many more records over the years. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's been, it's been really nice talking to you. Thanks so much for calling. And uh, that was the interview there with Ashrita Furman. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. Yeah. He's amazing, the stuff he's done. Like. It's amazing like how someone can pack 
so much into their life you know what I mean yeah. when you see someone who just wants to go and do things and they just like well fair play to him like, uh, like he's talk about setting your mind to things and doing it like yeah it just kind of makes you feel like you're not doing enough with your own life hearing that kind of crack doesn't it yeah Jesus yeah like we'd want to be doing more than this podcast yeah we should get a second podcast on the go <laughs> yeah yeah a second one <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah look if you enjoyed that uh, episode today there'll be more coming along the way and if you've never heard of us before you can flick back and look through some of the other episodes and check us out on Instagram Facebook all of them things Rob Rap Podcast Give us a like, give us a five star rate, and all that jazz. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That concludes today's episode. Yeah, and have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye, guys. You have been listening to the Rob Rat Podcast. Be sure to check out our social media for updates on the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, then let us know by hitting the subscribe button, sending us a message, and telling a friend, because that's how the podcast grows. Thanks for listening. <laughs>